Hi, I'm Justin Boyd. And I'm Brittany Pacheco, and we are the only watchers in the basement today. <laughs> yes, we are, Brittany. Uh, it's a special edition of the Watchers in the Basement, a very cold edition. And, you know, and we should know something about that, given we used to do all of our shows in a cold studio, but this is colder than the studio. Um, yeah. Historic winter weather has hit Houston, our hometown. and Well, my thus, hometown. Well, I live here too. I've lived here for <laughs> since 2006. So I've been here a while. I've lived here since 89. So just okay. saying. <laughs> okay. Like everything else, you win. You I know. win, you win. Okay. I know. Okay. But um, <laughs> given the weather conditions, which I'm sure everyone kind of is aware of, um, only Brittany and I have the ability to do the show today. Um, I think George is without power. Frank has got some had some had a pipe burst in his in his house, which that's awful. Yeah. And I'm not Nathan might have power issues. I'm not sure. Um, I think Nathan's taking refuge um, right now, so okay. he's not, not available today. Yeah. And we wish we could have the rest of the you know crew with us. Um, hopefully, even everyone out there who's tuning in, um, we hope that you know this finds you in good spirits. Um, I know it's tough right now, obviously, not just weather. Um, obviously, we're still in a pandemic. Um, this this is still a rough time period to be in right now. And I think I saw a meme uh, yesterday saying about 80s and 90s kids, you know, living through once in a lifetime events and it's Ben Affleck, you know, like, like, yes, I feel that because I am tired of living through once in a lifetime events. So yeah. um, to everyone out there, you know, hopefully, um, like I said, this finds you in good spirits, hopefully on the up and up. If we can bring you just a little bit of light out of this very, very serious and, and kind of dark period for many, um, hopefully we can, you know, brighten your day. So. Yeah, that's what we're going to try to do, because uh, as we're recording this, it's February 17th, which is Michael Jordan's birthday, so happy birthday to Michael Jordan. He is uh, 58 years old today. Um, Damn, you got to call him out like that. Man. I know. No, it's, I mean, <laughs> it's awesome, though. February 17, 1963, the world changed forever. He was born. So, uh, yeah. So, um, but anyway, as we record this, it's a, it's a Wednesday, and I personally didn't have any power or water well i didn't have any power on monday got my mm -hmm. power back yesterday but i lost my water yesterday i still don't have water so hopefully we get that resolved soon um, yeah how about you Brittany? how are you doing over there you know i've been very fortunate very fortunate very blessed to um still have uh the things that we really do take for granted when you obviously don't have it at your fingertips um electricity water um, means to just get in your car and go to a grocery store and pick up the things that you need. Um, I, I yeah. try to prepare as much as I could ahead of time. Um, so here at my house, we're, we're okay. Obviously we're still able to utilize electricity, internet, et cetera. Um, actually we had to go get my parents who has been without power since Monday in the morning as well. And they unfortunately had to endure the Monday into Tuesday, um, nighttime period so we had to go and rescue them if you will um so they're here um but in better spirits than what they were at the house and yeah. warm obviously we have each other 
um, definitely have food, you know, and Luna, Luna's loving having her, her grandparents with her and wants to cuddle with them any opportunity she can. So yeah, you know, very fortunate here. And if I could, if I could take in everyone who's without right now, I absolutely would. I just don't have the space, <laughs> you know, I don't have the space. I don't have the, the means. Um, but I mean, I, I really feel for everyone out there who is experiencing loss of something, you know, water, electricity, et cetera. So yeah. It's a tough time because, yeah, uh, it is. you know, I've been through this before the hurricane in 2008. Was that Ike? Mm -hmm. That was Ike. So during that stretch, I didn't have power for 13 days, but I never lost water. And so, but because it happened like in September, it was very warm. And like, mm -hmm. I would much rather be warm or hot than freezing cold, freezing cold. Like yeah. the body just doesn't function in that kind of, you're always thinking about how cold it is. Whereas when your body's warm, yeah, you can yeah. get hot, but you're, we're warm blooded mammals. We're meant to be in warm conditions. So, well, and in fairness, uh, in yeah. fairness too, cause I know we, we have a, we have a, a dedicated fan of ours, uh, Drew, who lives up North. We're not used to this here in Texas. I mean, we're not no. built for this in Texas, right? No. It's, it's once in a blue moon. Actually, it, it, this is like the first time in 122 years that I, I think that I read that it snowed like this and it stayed like this. I've only seen snow a handful of times, you know, living here in Houston all my life. So we're not accustomed to no. the, the temperatures. We don't have the right clothing. We're wearing hoodies on top of each other. We don't have the right shoes to walk um, through the snow, ice, what have you. I've almost ate it a couple of times, just taking on my dog. Um, but the roads, like, you know, Justin, you know this, people in Houston drive terribly when there's, well, when yeah. there's not a natural disaster happening yeah. exactly so we can't drive in the rain that's just fact definitely can't drive in the snow so we're not built for this this is so unprecedented um to experience and again once in a lifetime event mm -hmm. they could have had it i don't want it, <laughs> it is. yeah yeah i mean, I mean here in texas we don't have the infrastructure that's very nope. clear we don't have the leadership that's either very so. clear so uh it's been a rough time for us um, yeah hopefully you know it's going to be warming up the next few days i think by the weekend we should be kind of normal temperatures and next by week warming up we're we're talking from experiencing the 16 degree weather that feels like seven going right. to like 30 which is today and i'm like oh my god it feels so good outside compared to what we've been dealing with and you you had to sleep through through you know that that really cold uh dip in in weather obviously Good yeah because when you don't have power there's not much you can do so once you know once the sun sets it's like you might as well just get in bed and get covered up and stay yeah. warm because that's exactly what my parents did too so, yeah so happy to have power and hopefully it stays and hopefully we'll get, I'll get water back and hopefully everyone else will have all the uh necessities that we are accustomed to uh, but now let's get into the, the episode. We're going to talk about WandaVision. We're talking about episode six um, of the first season. Maybe the only season. I'm not sure. They haven't really addressed <laughs> that yet. The title of the episode was All New Halloween Spooktacular. Mm -hmm. So, um, so Brittany, let's start out with the, the beginning of the show. They open with a, a Malcolm in the Middle kind of opening theme. I loved it. And, yeah, I loved it too. But, you know, the thing about this is I was thinking, I was like, man, was Malcolm in the middle at the 90s at all? And it wasn't. I, I looked it up. It yeah. didn't start until 2000. So they skipped right. over. It went from the 80s to the 90s. I wonder if that's by design or if it was like, 
you know, they just didn't have a 90s idea in place. I mean, I would have thought they would have gone with like maybe even a Friends style. Friends type. was definitely the biggest sitcom. Yeah. And I've mean, never Seinfeld, watched it. Seinfeld was huge in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot of stuff in the night. Like, I mean, the first Prince of Bel Air was the 90s, which ah, they yeah. could have done something. Um, so, I, you, you know, are. when I was watching, I was like, that, like, maybe it started like in 98 or 99, but no, no, I looked it up and Malcolm Hill started in 2000. So, mm-hmm. very interesting. I love um, that show. <laughs> I love that know, show. I, I thought it was great. I didn't watch it a ton, but I mean, whenever I did see it, I liked it. And, yeah. um, and you know, it was kind of the first show that I can remember that, that like broke, broke the fourth wall, mm-hmm. talking to the camera, right. um, which obviously became a staple of The Office and Parks and yes. Recreation and Modern Many Family. Other all shows. shows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Deadpool. Yeah. Deadpool. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to note about the opening theme is in this opening credits, we have Agnes is listed as a character, Billy and mm-hmm. Tommy, the, the, the children, and Pietro is mentioned yes, yes. um the so, fox yeah, like, property pietro <laughs> fox, well we think well so. i mean he it's the actor who is it's the actor yeah. yeah well definitely we'll see if it's actually but know. did you notice when they when the camera went to agnes of course she's like rifling through the refrigerator but she's wearing the very i i, I remember these so well these iconic they were like juicy branded yeah. Yeah. um jumpsuit they were like like velvet suede kind of thing and it would have something bejeweled on the butt hers yeah. said naughty and i'm like oh okay that I that that you didn't look <laughs> no, no, I, I couldn't tell what it said. It oh. was so quick. I tried to watch, and like, I think because on my TV, the subtitles are so large. Oh, Disney okay. Plus, for whatever reason, that's my own issue. But like, I kept rewinding it to see what it said, but then I could, it's like so fast. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. it said naughty. Okay. It said naughty. I'm pretty sure that's like, yeah, something. <laughs> Maybe, but that's, that's kind of common for those pants. It is. You know, it was like, it was naughty or whatever, you know, it's like juicy, or like you said, was juicy, yeah, yeah. or yeah. like baby and yeah, uh, these ridiculous things. Yeah. Just, just so people could look at your butt, and I'm like, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I appreciate the the effort, but like, I just I couldn't read it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so let's get so Halloween was the theme of the episode. Let's talk about some of the costumes that the characters are wearing. So mm-hmm. uh, Wanda is dressed like a Sokovian fortune teller, which turns out the look was basically just one of her looks from the comics, like in the right. 70s or 80s. Exactly. Um, Vision is dressed like a Mexican wrestler, a luchador, <laughs> if you will, because apparently Wanda has like a thing for that. But also that was just like that that red or that uh, that green and yellow was just like his look in the comics also. Yes. And did you notice the dig he kind of had for her whenever she said, oh, you wore that? And he's like, well, there weren't any other clothes in my closet. So I didn't hear that. Yeah. It's basically him saying to her, it's like, well, you're in charge of this. Like, there's nothing else for me to wear but this. Obviously, you wanted me to wear this. So Because she later on when when he said he was going to be doing like the patrol or something like that and she's like well you weren't supposed to be doing that he's like what was i supposed to do then you're like challenging her like what you're saying about you know she's in control this whole thing and when he calls her out on it she's just like oh no no that's that's fine that's okay so it's like it's interesting to see like is she truly in control at this point was she really ever truly in control and if she was and now isn't 
I mean, could things shift to where maybe vision takes control, you know? And obviously we're going to talk more about this episode, but like for the last few episodes that remain, could vision maybe take control of, of everything? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Um, but you know, not only does vision kind of know something's amiss, uh, Pietro definitely knows that this is not a real world that she's created mm-hmm. this world. And yeah, like, he's very upfront he, about it. <laughs> yeah. He's very interesting in this episode, by the way, he was Pietro and Tommy both dressed like, I guess like Quicksilver, right? That's what yeah. they're costume for. Yeah. Yeah. Because we learn later on the episode that Tommy gets the Quicksilver speed powers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just a couple other people who were in their costumes. So uh, Herb, the neighbor is dressed as Frankenstein, which I'm not really sure what that really means, except for, I mean, it seems like he's kind of a mindless character who just does like, he's just doing these mundane kind of tasks. And Yeah, I think it could be interpreted that way. Just like, because think about him trying to cut the hedge and then right. it, he's cutting through like cemented, you know, right. bricks, whatever you call it, but like maybe not the brightest. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Well, um, there's that. And then Agnes was dressed as a witch, which that kind of feeds the theory that, you know, Agnes is secretly this um, Agatha Harkness who is mm-hmm. a witch in the comic book. So, but you know uh, who we'll we, see. but you know who we didn't see? um was norm and i i kind of like want to point this out specifically because in the previous episode we saw that vision quote unquote unlocked the real norm right and real norm was very frantic like asking about his cell phone he has to call his sister he's worried about his dad who's ill and we didn't see him at all in this episode so it's like does he still exist maybe in this world or has he been removed? Because Vision did reveal to Wanda that, um, that you know, Vision unlocked Norm, right? Um, the other two people that we didn't see were Dottie and her husband, the dude with the, yeah. with the mustache or whatever it is that he has. So I'm, again, just curious, is it, was it just for runtime or because I think this episode actually was a little bit longer um than yeah, previous. slightly was yeah yeah I mean but have we seen Dottie besides she's been like in two episodes right Dottie aside from the first time we saw her there was that's her hand and then there's a one where she like walks into a room and she makes a comment to her husband about her earrings do these earrings yeah. make me look fat and that was the episode when Wanda was pregnant mm-hmm. So that was the so she was episode. in episode one and episode three and that's that's all i believe right i think so yeah. yeah so i'm just curious like you know do do these people still maybe exist in the world do they not yeah. um because we haven't seen the hearts since i think the second episode um so i'm just they, curious they might, they might have been the first episode well they were but uh, but when they did the uh, talent show thing we saw mrs oh, hart okay. um, but we haven't seen mr anyway it doesn't matter i'm just curious if if these people still exist in the world or not um because we still don't have answers about what happened to the beekeeper um you know that kind of thing but that's side note (laughs) yeah yeah it does seem like those those characters do just kind of progress through the decades with everyone else you know Mm -hmm. so um so those are all the people who are kind of dressed up in costumes um 
something else I want to point out about Halloween, it was worth noting how PH and Pietro brought up this point about how, you know, in previous episodes, Visions noted that there's no other children in this in Westview. Yep. So Wanda to kind of correct that, she, you know, had a ton of kids trick-or-treating. And and Pietro noticed that and he kind of called her out or he, he basically said, hey, like, you know, I see what you're doing, trying to, you know, cover up for that. And mm-hmm. I don't know. What did you think about that whole part of it? Well, he asked her straight up, like, where did you get all these kids from? Right. Like, who, like in, in essence, like, where did you kidnap these kids from, right? Like, or did, are they too uh, a figment of her, uh, of her powers? You know, did she just create them? Um, right. It's, it's very disturbing because if you think back to one of our earlier episodes um, for Watchers about theories of whether the, the twins were Wanda's or not, or did she maybe steal them from the real world? You know, someone who's maybe with, with child or were they actually born and she just stole them. I, I'm definitely beginning to think that these people may be kidnapped in some kind of fashion, but they're not alive, which is really disturbing. And I'm saying that because we know Vision is not alive and we know Pietro, even this Pietro is not alive because we see when Wanda, is, Wanda has talked with Vision in previous episodes that she sees him, you know, flash the true state of vision. You know, he, right. he's ghost eyes, you know, uh, gray, gray skin, you know, that kind of thing. And it happened when she was talking to Pietro when he was asking her about um, where did she get the kids from? You know, she looks away and she looks back and he, you see the gunshot wounds um, from Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. And again, same ghost, ghost out eyes. And it's like, okay, is this kind of like a lost kind of thing? And and I, I can't remember if it was Frank or, or Nathan who said that they watched Lost and ultimately everyone had died um, on that plane. Yeah. And so now that's, that's my question because I did talk last time about, I think the reason why these people are there is because they've all had some kind of grief or they're experiencing some kind of trauma. Maybe they're all dead in a weird way. Yeah. Not in a weird way, but just like maybe they're all dead or on the verge of dying or I don't know. It's there are a lot of questions. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um I did also like with the exchange with Pietro and Wanda how he he mentioned he's like, you know, it's like he knew. He he said like uh I like how the, you know, you basically the people you chose to be a part of Westview, they're basically the same kind of people they were out in the real world. They're just like in some cases they're slightly better like mm-hmm. that was kind of a weird like observation yeah yeah it's like so mm-hmm. he definitely knows what's going on and then of course he asks her the million dollar question like how did you do this and she right. basically says that she can't explain it she doesn't know mm-hmm. how she did it all she remembers is is the emptiness and like loneliness of her life and then mm-hmm. i guess she magically manifested this uh this Westview or someone obviously did it, you know. And on, and on that note, he had said that because she says she felt loneliness or whatever. He's like, yeah, he goes, I heard you call for me. You know, I heard you say my name and, and you know, next thing I know here I am. So that to me, and I kind of took that to a Harry Potter level. 
um real quick i'm gonna deviate um from this wandavision so in harry potter and the deathly hallows part one um there's a scene where the trio harry harry ron and hermione you know they're they're together they're trying to you know find these horcruxes to ultimately defeat Voldemort and and there's a rift right so Ron decides he's gonna leave um and eventually he comes back to the trio and tells the story about you know I wanted to come back as soon as I left and he had like this device that he could hear Hermione calling out to Ron you know just saying Ron right and he's like I I clicked the device the little beam of light came out and I knew that if I followed it I'd get back to you and and so I was just like oh my god this is a total Harry Potter thing like you know oh you called out my name so here I am kind of thing yeah that's such a rip but anyway um no I I still obviously we still have questions about how the hell did Pietro you know get here without her knowing and then you made the point like either you or George you know he said who he was before she recognized him or questioned who he was yeah. right he's like can a brother you know get a yeah. you know hug whatever and she's like question mark pietro so still need to find out how the hell he got there still obviously need to find out how this whole hex thing exists yeah. and and um how and why all these people are there i just a lot of questions <laughs> in general yeah, she he she even asked Pietro early in the episode. She's like, "Why do you look so different?" Like she was she's confused herself. Right. So it does kind of I I do I do I think that we're meant to believe her. Like I don't I like while she may have created this world. Like I don't think that obviously she did it out of some evil like malice thing. I don't mm-hmm. I don't believe so. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're meant to believe that like she doesn't know why this Pietro is in Westview, you know, just like, I don't believe she knows why Westview is Westview. Like, well, why did this happen besides her trying to create this like fantasy world, you know, where she Mm -hmm. could be happy, you know, from one thing I, one one thing I did like between the two of them as they're, they're walking with uh, the twins um, for trick or treating. Wanda, you know, is is testing Pietro. Like, oh, do you remember when we were kids in the orphanage and, you know, this happened? What was the name of that person? And he's like, ah, you're trying to test me. I see what you're doing. And But he never yeah. answers the question. And then it was the question of, she asked him, well, what happened to your accent? And he goes, what happened to yours? And I absolutely love that point because <laughs> throughout Wanda's existence in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we've seen her accent, you know, just completely go from full-on heavy, you know, Eastern European um, Slavic type accent to almost non-existent. And I I just thought that was a great call out. (laughs) I feel like by Infinity War, she doesn't have an accent at all. Barely. Barely. Even yeah. even when she emerged from the hex to to toss the drone back right. to um, sword, it was very like just very subtle of right. certain words she would say that you you could kind of hear the accent, but otherwise, yeah, it's it's virtually gone. And yeah. I, I will remain, I, I will die on this hill of she wants to be like everyone else. She wants to fit in. She wants to be accepted because the very fact that, you know, she had caused so much chaos in, in Lagos in, you know, in civil war. 
she wanted to barricade herself. She wanted to hide and then just, you know, she didn't want to cause any more chaos. So I think by scaling back the accent, it's a way of, well, if I don't have that accent, then no one will know that I'm not from here. I can just be accepted. You know, see what I'm saying? So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I just thought, like I said, I think it was a great call out to, to address what fans have been saying about Wanda's accent for quite some time. Yeah. So we've talked about Wanda for a while. Let's talk about Vision for a little bit. Um, let's talk about his his kind of story arc in this episode. So it begins, like I said, he's dressed in this uh, green and yellow costume. And like you mentioned earlier, he, like hilarious. Wanda thinks he's going trick-or-treating with the kids because it's their first Halloween, even though they're both like, what, 10 or whatever, but because they right. age themselves. And he says, no, 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 I'm on Neighborhood Watch. Like, I've, I've got an important thing. Like you said, she's, like, surprised to hear that. And then, mm-hmm. So anyway, he's not actually on Neighborhood Watch. We see that he's he's obviously very suspicious of what's going on in Westview. And he's looking to figure out, you know, what is Westview, you right. know. And so we see him in the episode at one point where he flies up and kind of gets an aerial view of the town. And he notices that, like there are people who are either like stuck in these like robot like motions or people mm-hmm. who are not moving at all on the outer limits of Westview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and absolutely. So what did you think about that whole part of this episode? Like, he, you know, he goes and he sees kids who are trick-or-treating and they're both just like standing in the yard, not moving. And then there's like a, a parent next to them and, there's the woman who's like, I guess I think she's like hanging clothes or something. And like, she has like her tears coming down her eye. And- I thought that was, that particular scene was very telling because it seemed as if um, one or two things, either the husband and wife who are stuck in this kind of repetitive motion, either they were starting to put up decorations or maybe they were starting to take down decorations. I'm going to go with the first. Um, yeah. But like the fact that they, again, were stuck in this motion of she's, you know, trying to hang something and then, you know, goes back and forth and you see this tear. It's like they're, they're conscious, so like they're aware of the state that they're in. It's just they can't break out of it. And it's, right. it's so, it's so hard to pinpoint the true emotion, I feel like, because the fact that sometimes people feel like, oh, I, I can't control myself. I feel like some, some, something or somebody else is controlling what I do. Kind of like a Sims, you know, kind of way of thinking. Like you walk into a room and you're like, why did I walk in here? You walk back out, right? But but this is just like, they're forever stuck in this state. Right. And again, they're aware of it and they can't break out of it. And what can they do? Nothing. So for the fact that vision is now going beyond, um, the limits of of what Westview is, the, the square or whatever. Because Wanda does say to the twins um, at one point when right. um, Tommy ha- realizes he has um, super speed that they can't go beyond Ellis Avenue. Right. And so that that's that's pretty um, an that's an important fact because when Vision does, you know, he, he changes out of his costume to his actual Vision, you know, suit. Um, rises into the air like you see and he sees that okay over here it's all bright you know whatever but it gradually gets darker right and so he right. he looks 
you know, supervision, right? He looks and he sees there's a car stuck, not stuck, but just stopped at a stop sign. I at a stop sign. Yeah, exactly. And he flies over and sees it's, it's Agnes. It's Agnes in, in the witch's costume, as you said, she's, you know, behind the wheel and she's just kind of got this like glazed, you know, dazed look on her face. And he's very weary, like what's going on here. And He's looking out past what she's looking at. It's just an open field, you know? And I want to get your take on this because the fact that for so long, we've been talking about how we think she make, she's playing a bigger role than what we're seeing at this point. So when Vision actually is talking to her and she's just like, oh, you know, got lost, took a wrong turn, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he kind of zaps her out of the the Westview state of mind right and and she turns to him and says I know who you are your vision you know you're an avenger right and he's like I have no idea what you're talking about what what was your take on that just is she is she genuinely like I I need help or is she playing the game I don't think I mean I I know everyone thinks that she's this evil person I, I don't necessarily believe that because I think that, like I was saying earlier, it's, at some point you kind of have to believe what the characters are saying. Because mm-hmm. if off screen they have ulterior motives, that's kind of bad writing. You know what I mean? Like, because you could do that with anything. You, yeah. don't, you know, like you don't, you know, if you don't, you know, show or tell the story, then how's the audience? You know, they're not going to figure it out. And it's like, to me, to have like a a turn like that would be kind of weird especially off screen kind of a cop-out yeah it's a cop-out it's it's, yeah. it's pretty lazy um but yeah that whenever she said you're an avenger and he goes she's like your vision you're here to help and he's like yes i'm vision i want to help but well, what's an avenger it was like wow like it's like maybe if his if his body was obviously taken by by sword maybe they obviously his head was crushed in but maybe there's some like mind swap swipe or they reprogrammed him or something to where he doesn't he has no memory of anything at all maybe i'm sure they want to repurpose it you know what i mean like right i think the theory that george shared about maybe the reason why vision was disassembled in sword was to maybe weaponize him which would make a lot of sense but the the very fact that vision vision knows who he is because of what wanda has done presumably, um, has more or less resurrected him. And she's telling him, oh, this is who you are. You're my husband. You know, you love me. Da, 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 da. That's all he knows on the surface. He doesn't know anything from the past because, the, as we know, the Mind Stone was destroyed. So any right. memories whatsoever would have been destroyed with that Mind Stone. So basically, Vision, Vision is just the vessel. He's nothing without the Mind Stone, albeit he's yeah. got one that's, you know, in the show. So, but I'm still, I'm still worried, not worried, but just concerned with the whole Agnes thing. Is is she just going to play it up and then maybe just flip on them, you know, where maybe, maybe so, maybe she's, she's the true mastermind behind all of this, but she wants to see like, what are the capabilities of a vision or what are the capabilities of Wanda? Like how far can she push before someone breaks? You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, that well, scene was really interesting because it seemed like Agnes started going a little crazy. Right. You kind of see three versions of her. You see her her in Westview character, 
which mm-hmm. when Vision touches her head, then it's like you kind of what I believe is like the real her because she asks Vision, she's like, "Am I dead?" And she's he he's like incredulous, and she's like, "You know, because you are." Mm-hmm. And then she repeats "dead" several times, and then after that, like you said, like um, she continues to talk, and you're right, she goes from being like what I think is supposed to be like like a reliable narr- narrator of the story to this maniacal person. She starts cackling and talking about how you know whatever, yeah. Um, and then he touches her head again and she snaps right back into the Westview character and she's like, okay, okie dokie neighbor. And then she does a U-turn yep. and then heads back to the town square or whatever. So, right. Um, yeah, that you know, was really interesting because like you said, it's basically three personalities that we've seen out of one person. Right. And it's with her, it's going to be very hard to tell like who is, aside from the Westview, you know, Agnes, who is the real person that is Agnes? Is it the person who's begging for help or is it the person who's, you know, maniacal, you know, that kind of thing. Because that that maniacal laugh was just crazy. It's like she was cackling as a witch, you know, dead, Ah, dead, dead, you know. And and it kind of further goes back into my question of is everyone in this town dead? Exactly. So. I think there's a decent chance they are. I mean, I... I would have very mixed feelings if that's the direction that they're going. But, but then we we do know that people can enter the hex and then exit the hex and still be living. You know, living True. going in, living going in. So True. I don't know. We'll we, see. One, one, is, Marvel, one is living for sure, as far as yeah. we know. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like uh, you know, Monica Rambeau, and mm-hmm. uh, that's a good transition. Before we get to because Vision has a big part at the end of the episode, but before that, let's touch on some other characters, and so. Yeah. There's a scene that I think is pretty strong scene early in the episode where Tyler Hayward, the director of Sword, he, you know, he's kind of dressing down Monica for, you know, he's like, hey, you've, since you've come back from the blip, you've shown nothing but like just devotion to these superpower beings. And he basically kicks Monica, Darcy, and uh, Jimmy Woo off the base. And they, you know, he's like, you're off the mission, you're off my base. And he had a really, like, really strong quote about what life's been like since the blip. He said, you know, he said, you know, you people that left still have the luxury of optimism. You have no idea what it was like, what it took to keep the lights on. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a pretty powerful thing that. um, State of Texas might learn a thing or two from. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Sorry. Um, No, that's, that works. Had to do it. I think that that blip stuff is really interesting. Yeah. Like ever since it happened, like I've always thought that was really interesting. So to get someone's perspective of like, Hey, like, you know, for the people who were here, it was, it was hell. I mean, we saw that in Endgame with, you know, Captain America and he's going to support groups and stuff like that. So, but yeah, but hindsight, I mean, it, it was no picnic for these people that were in the blip to to come back and and no, but i think find they, out that you know their loved ones are dead and they didn't get right. a chance to say goodbye mm-hmm. or, or they're you know when scott lang you know was able to find well a little bit different but when he came out of the quantum realm you know it's it's five years later and he's like what the hell happened out here you know what happened to his family and it's again it's no picnic for those that were involved you know, yeah, just exactly. as it, it was no picnic for the people who weren't involved. 
I mean, yes, you're, you're talking two different perspectives, two different lives, but to adjust from the last moment that you can recall to, you know, being going back to that same moment, but everything's changed. Like that's, that's whiplash. I mean, there's no amount of time that's going to allow for these people to adjust and be okay. But the thing about the people who were involved in the blip, who were, you know, blipped out, they were gone for five years in reality, but in their personal physical time, they were only gone for like 30 minutes. Right. So, you know, they didn't have the same experience that people who were left behind. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I think it's an interesting thing. And it's something I, I wouldn't be surprised if Marvel does a series in the future. That's just about like a blip. that, that five, yeah, that five-year period. Cause there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of interesting storylines that you can kind of mine from, you know, people who are, you know, adjacent to other characters who were gone or, you know. Well, to find out from the perspective of the people who were gone, right um a lot of you know the secondary adventures if you will and then you know monica rambo and what have you like did is it just existing in a state of nothingness you know like think look back at game of thrones when Jon snow died and then he came back right because of the the red woman she asked him like what did you see what was what was it like and he goes nothing just endless nothingness so it would be interesting to see that kind of perspective of what the people that were involved in the blip you know went through if if there was anything yeah yeah i don't there probably wasn't you know i think they're probably not but yeah i mean if we're talking marvel here if they want to make a storyline out of that i mean oh, they'll yeah. do it and people will watch it hello yeah <laughs> they can make it work because they'll always kind of make it make sense and explain stuff mm-hmm. um so so back to uh monica and darcy and and jimmy woo so they're kicked off the base. Well, at least we think so. And then like literally two minutes later, <laughs> uh, Monica and, and Jimmy Wu like take out the soldiers that are escorting them off the base, mm-hmm. knock them out, take their guns, take their uniforms. Yeah. And now Mon- Monica and, and Jimmy Wu have the plan to, they want to re-enter the hex. Yeah. To, I guess, try to communicate with Wanda in some way. And, yes. uh, that's where we learn like Darcy, you know, she's a computer hacker genius. So she, she learns that this whole time they've been tracking vision, uh, mm-hmm. sword as in sword has been tracking him. And, um, I guess that kind of leads up to the big part of the episode where vision tries to escape the hex. Right. So yeah. when, when he stopped, uh, to talk to Agnes at that stop sign, we see that he's at Ellis Avenue, the place where, Wanda had said to the twins not to go beyond. So Vision, being of his own person, decides he's going to go see what's beyond. Um, because as I said, it's an open field. And as he's walking, you can see the force field, the, the, the hex, the energy, whatever. And he's approaching it. And once he approaches it, and he's starting to you know, emerge himself into it. It's as if it was resisting him, but he's still going to push forward. Yeah. And I mean, that's setting off red flags. It's for- ripping him apart. You yeah. know, I guess the, as he tries to break through the barrier of the hex, mm-hmm. he's almost fully through, but mm-hmm. it's tearing off pieces of his, yeah. his body, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and the fact that that's setting off red flags for 
for sword you know the, the campsite that's out there and like you said they, they've been monitoring vision and and so hayward and darcy of course separate locations can see okay well the dot's moving he's gonna come through and they're gonna try to you know i guess try to talk to him and and, and when hayward does see that vision is really trying to push through the hex you know he he makes the comment of like wow he really wants out of there and i thought that was really interesting because it's like you know I, i'm still not convinced he's totally a good guy i don't i don't know if maybe he allowed for vision's body to be taken or not if he's in cahoots with agnes or he's just got his own you know his own agenda but right. he seemed a little too thrilled with what was happening I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just me. What, what's, how did you take that scene? Yeah, it was, it was kind of strange. You're right. He, he, he kind of like toes the line between like a military, like military man, but also with like bad guy vibes, you know? Mad so scientists like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I mean, then the fact that they don't try to help vision at all, like that mm -hmm. definitely, you know, spells that not a good guy. Um, yeah, but I think also a bad guy thing is for them to Darcy's on the scene and she notices it and she's like, "Hey, like y'all should help him," and she's running toward Vision and they one of the soldiers grabs her and handcuffs her to one of the vehicles, <laughs> so she can't do anything. Yeah, and then whenever uh, you know, well, I'll, I'll I don't want to skip ahead, but um, you know, Vision he he's trying to you know, fight to, to stay alive or to get out of the, the mm -hmm. bubble. Uh, Billy, his son, who, you know, Tommy developed the. Well, well, first, yeah, well, first ahead. before that, uh, because vision is, is, is trying to get out of the hex, but he's not saying a whole heck of a lot other than the fact that, you know, they're like, there are people and they're like, help the people kind of thing. Like he's obviously trying to break out. Right. But he's, begging for these people sword to help what's going on inside right help, um yeah, yeah. yeah and then like you're saying uh the twins the twins are you know it's halloween they're they've been trick-or-treating um we saw that tommy has learned he's got super speed and billy billy's gonna come into his own so take it away yeah so so billy has he basically developed the powers that that wanda has mm-hmm from what I can tell. I mean, wouldn't you agree? I won't say it's spot on. I don't know if, at least I don't think we can, we've seen really other than when Pietro died that Wanda has the, you know, telepathy or, you know, uh, is it telepathy? Or, which is the one that you can read minds? <laughs> I can I never it's remember. Okay. It's telepathy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because obviously she's she's got the telekinesis powers to manipulate objects and move things with her mind but as far as i'm aware we haven't really seen if she's able to like read people's minds or feel what they're feeling right so billy seems to have that that ability to to hear you know things farther away or feel what his father is feeling um right. because he runs to his mom and says there's something wrong you know there's something wrong with dad like you know he it's like he's dying or something and and pietro makes a comment oh my god it was such a heartless comment in my opinion right. um 
go ahead if you if you want to share that justin i mean it was it was brutal yeah he he basically kind of interrupts and he says hey it's not like your dead husband can die twice and then wanda just turns and like hits him with the red power hands whatever you call it Mm -hmm. she like shoots him right into like this like fake halloween like uh uh graveyard yeah i thought that was kind of crazy how how quickly she just like did that she reacted well let's face it vision has died twice yeah (laughs) the first time the first attempt was by wanda herself because that's what he wanted her to do to destroy the the mind stone and in thanos obviously reversed time so that he could you know you know yank it out of uh vision said so vision essentially did die twice now this would be maybe the third time if you will um so third time's charm right maybe he'll actually stay dead um but it's it was such a really interesting line because the fact that Pietro's been calling out stuff as it is, right? Everything that we've been questioning here on the outside as the audience, like he's actually, you know, addressing it in the show, right? And and she doesn't have a whole lot of answers to give him about um, how all this started or or why all this started, other than the feeling of loneliness. Right. But that comment of your dead husband can't die twice, the very fact that he's addressing that vision is dead and... Mm you know like hey you know don't don't worry about it kind of attitude like that obviously struck a chord like it still strikes a chord with wanda you know um it it was an an intense moment yep and then after she does that she uh turns up the intensity level even more because then she pauses everyone in westview and then she starts expanding the hex Mm -hmm. so basically because vision was like i don't know four or five steps outside of the hex she's expanding the hex to where he is now in you know back in the hex and i mean she's expanding it rapidly and yeah. darcy who of course is handcuffed to a vehicle near vision she's engulfed by the hex so now you know what is she going to be in in the right. west view you know what i mean right everyone I'm sure we'll find out next episode. yeah everyone else is escaping and we do see um, what's happening with many of these sword um, personnel, if you will. Um, the, the campsite has turned into like a circus fairgrounds right. and many of these people are turning into clowns or clowns, or other, yeah. other things. And yeah, we don't know what's in store for Darcy, but we do know that Hayward um, with his driver is trying right. to escape um, the growth of the hex. And he's, you know, on the, on the walkie trying to get in touch with someone. And, and Monica Rambo and Jimmy Woo they're going to go meet the aerospace engineer who's going to help hopefully get Monica back into the hex um, so she can do whatever she needs to do with Wanda. And they're trying to step on it and escape the expansion. So to, to pick up on such a cliffhanger, honestly, I mean, it was a great cliffhanger um, to find out what's going to happen to these characters um i can't wait for darcy to be in this show because she's just so like like she's just witty she's funny she's she's smart obviously and how is she going to be able to approach wanda is she going to be able to talk any sense into anyone you know what i mean or is she going to be sucked into this alternative reality like monica was or is darcy smarter than this and going to be able to break through it 
Well, I wonder because the show skipped the nineties and went to the two thousands, the next decades, the 2010s, right? Well, in the 2010s, uh, the actress that plays Darcy Lewis played a waitress in a show called two broke girls. So I wonder if we're going to find her in a waitress outfit. That'd be hilarious. Episode seven. Like I I think there's a, I think there's a decent chance of that happening. I feel like it's, it's almost set up too perfectly for that to be part of it. So (laughs) man, she's going to be a waitress at some local cafe that they go to eat. And then I don't know, the family's eating and you know, Darcy's there. So Oh man, that would be funny. I, had, I actually hadn't thought about that. That's that's a really good point. That would be really just charming to see her back in, in that role. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, true. I still want to find out, obviously, hopefully we will, who that aerospace engineer is. Um, I know that there <laughs> were theories in our last week's uh, episode for watchers. I think Frank was, Frank or George was saying something about um, someone from Fantastic Four, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it would be Mr. Fantastic. It'd be Reed Richards. But I think that's too big of a character because- You think? I mean, they're doing the Fantastic Four movie (laughs) in a few years. Mm -hmm. The rumors have been that John Krasinski is going to play Mr. Fantastic. I can't see them- debuting Mr. Fantastic in WandaVision. I, I just don't see that happen. And maybe they could, but I I don't know. I mean, it'd be awesome. I mean... Listen, if it is John Krasinski playing Mr. Fantastic and he breaks the fourth wall with the gym, right. I'm, I'm going to die. That, I'm, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> that would be perfect, too, because obviously The Office like started in like the mid-2000s, but it really mm-hmm. hit like in the late... or in the, in the 2010s is when it was really super popular yeah. so yeah um that would be i didn't think about that that'd be awesome to do <laughs> i i think that like it, if it if they are going to see reed richards it might be a case where they go to like his office or they go somewhere but you, we don't ever see the character you know what i mean like who knows yeah if, if, if whatever equipment he, it was that he's working on and he just like leaves a note or something still keep right. it like very I don't know, ambiguous. Right, right. Um, I could see that being more likely yeah. than to have um, John Krasinski like reveal that he's <sighs> Mr. Fantastic in uh, <laughs> in the WandaVision. But who knows? I mean, WandaVision's been pretty awesome so far, and that would definitely be that would definitely be a huge surprise. Probably a bigger surprise than the X Men Pietro joining yeah. the show. So. Yeah, and then the fact that um, obviously uh, with Vision trying to exit the hex and it was literally tearing oh, yeah. apart it was almost like the whole thanos thing all over again with the snap and everyone like just deteriorating um what's obviously what's in store for him in the next episode wow. is it is it going to be addressed or right. are they just going to just pretend like it never happened right. or like wake up in the 2010s and whatever show they're right. doing you now yeah yeah um it, I, this show again we've we've talked about this it was a little bit of slow burn with the first one or two episodes um i still enjoyed it i thought it was great oh yeah um i I know some people were just like i don't know if this was like the right way to start this off but the very fact that the story has developed the way it's developed it's kept your interest it's again it's they're doing a really great job addressing questions that they knew the audience would have um and just those funny little digs and things like that um one thing i was going to ask you justin was 
what was it? What was the commercial? Remind me what the commercial yeah, I, was. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, I had yeah. a couple of things I wanted. So before we get that real quick, I just wanted to, I just want to point out that like the episode ends on Wanda's red eyes. I thought that was a cool, mm-hmm. cool kind of scene as she's expanding the hex. But um, yeah, there's a couple of things I want to touch on, and the commercial was one of them. It was a, I remember now. No magic. The snacks for survivors. It was like a yogurt commercial, but it was very dark and like had these like claymation figures in it. Yeah. It did. It did seem very like nineties two thousands ish. Yeah. No, because I actually like I that remember yogurt? that commercial. Okay. I remember. I remember. I don't remember if I actually ate the the yogurt, but I remember yeah. that commercial um, all those years ago, and I'm like, wow, like they dug deep. Yeah, you know, I say deep, but you know that's my childhood but see i don't remember that i mean i oh know, i do i don't remember it so listen if you if you watched nickelodeon like i did growing up you saw that commercial all the yeah. time <laughs> but yeah no i remember but yeah it took a really dark spin because you're talking about this boy that's on a on a deserted island and the shark pops up and says yo you know like here have this yogurt whatever and the boy is trying to just tear off that lid and he can't like get that grip. And then, you know, time passes, you see the sun and then the moon and the kid is like growing older and older, older until their skeletal remains. And I'm like, this was really dark. But again, is this foreshadowing the fact that everyone in Westview is dead or they're going to stay there until they die? I think so. That's, I don't know. It's just, very very dark very very dark yeah i think so um yeah. uh one other thing i wanted to point out did you notice there was a scene where uh wanda and uncle p as pietro calls himself they're walking with the kids and they're walking away from a movie theater did you notice which movies were showing i did it was the parent trap and the incredibles, the incredibles. yes both I of did. those movies are set to where kids are the heroes in the movies Mm-hmm. so i wonder if that has a meaning with you now have these superpowered yeah. kids you know are they going to be are they going to save wanda and vision somehow i would i would hope so i mean i feel that well first off i think i think both those movies kind of came out within the same decade or you know just oh no no the, i mean the, well, no they were different but the anyway. original Parent Trap came out like in the 60s. Yeah, but the Lindsay Lohan one came out, you know, like 93. I looked it up. Yeah, Was 93. it 93? Yeah. And then The Incredibles came out in like 2000 something, 2002 maybe? Or 2000? Okay, so it was, it's within a decade of each other. Let's yeah. take. But yeah. but yeah, so with the um, with the Parent Trap, obviously the twins, they right. try to get their divorced parents back together and yeah, they, they're definitely like the heroes of the story. Um, I'm hoping that the twins will definitely play a bigger role and help make Wanda see the error of her ways if right. she's truly the one who's in control. Um, if it's someone else or an organization outside of them, like, yeah, I definitely would hope that, you know, twins would be the saviors in, in so many words to, to help bring back balance um help want to see that you know yes you love vision but he's not here like you have us love us you know don't be psycho <laughs> yeah. right. so i don't know well we'll see okay 
Uh, did you have any other thoughts on the episode you wanted to point out or anything comes to mind? The way, like it, we talked about it at the top of the show with, with the Malcolm in the Middle kind of intro, um, the, the theme song, the just the panning of the cameras. It was very reminiscent. It was just really well done. And I really like the fact that it was being told from like the kids' perspectives, right? You're starting off with um, with Billy and, you know, it's Halloween and, you know, I'm dressed as this and, you know, Tommy, he asked Tommy, Tommy, what are you dressed as? He's like, oh, I'm the cool twin. Well, what does that make me? Like, <laughs> you know, typical, typical sibling uh, yeah. banter. And I, I just thought that was really sweet. That was really cute. Um, I, I love the fact that, you know, the kids were having more of a, more of spotlight than just Wanda. Um, but again, like I've said it, the acting in this show is just phenomenal. Like they're, they're all doing yeah. such a great job. Um, the Uncle P thing uh, with Pietro being added to the mix of that comedic, you know. Right. He's a man addition. child, they point out. Yeah. A man child. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, how the, the boys thought that he was like a vampire. Um, and he, you know, plays into that. It was just, it was just really sweet. It was really great. Um, I'm very curious if he's going to remain, you know, for the rest of the show um, yeah. or because of what he said um to wanda is going to maybe alter you know his time at, at westview i don't know um i'm very very excited that the last i think it's the last three episodes right. are going to be an hour long each so we're going to definitely get more info more yeah. you know more action i hope and just great storytelling i'm i'm really excited for friday and i'm hoping god willing still have power, still have the internet to be able to watch this. If not, you know, just putting that out there, everyone will probably be delayed on our next episode of Watchers. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, this show is great. I mean, what, what was your takeaway from this episode? Yeah, I loved it. I love every episode of the show. Like I'm, I just love how it continues to kind of unravel the story and mystery of all of it. Mm -hmm. I'm just here for the ride. I mean, I, I enjoy it. I don't, yeah, it's, it's really, uh, I mean, the creativity they have and how they've kind of woven the story through all these mm -hmm. like sitcoms and eras of sitcoms. And yeah, I, I'm just really impressed and I'm looking forward to see, you know, we're getting close to a resolution, I would believe, or maybe mm -hmm. something that leads to one of the movies, whether it be Spider-Man three or Dr. Strange or, mm -hmm. or whatever is next in this storyline because i don't believe that loki or the the falcon the winter soldier are gonna have anything to do with this series outside of just being in the same universe but that's it like they won't yeah like i don't think that the final episode of wandavision is going to lead directly into the first episode of the falcon the right. winter soldier so well and then to pick up you know for winter soldier like how much time has passed since you know cap went back to to put back the stone and then to live yeah. out his life, you know, how much time has passed then? And then with Loki again, like what's the time frame? you know, what is it going to pick up from when he uh, vanished when they went back in time in Endgame? or yes, I, I believe so. Okay. So yeah. yeah, like those time periods, you know, if they're all going to be different or all within the same time, like how is that all going to fit into a bigger, yeah. uh, a, a bigger picture? You know, I so. think Falcon and Winter Soldier are going to be the same time period. They just, but I don't think the 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 stories will overlap at all. 
very intersector in that yeah yeah that makes sense so I don't know, i'm just i'm just excited to to finish out this one and then we're going to get into falcon and then um i, I rewatched the trailer um the long trailer for it the other day yeah. and i'm like man it just it's gonna be so good it's just gonna yeah. look good you know their chemistry together is just going to be great and i'm just i'm so thrilled for it and then loki tom hiddleston i mean just the man's brilliant <laughs> yeah i'm looking forward to both the shows i think they'll be mm -hmm. you know it's gonna be fun i mean I, I don't think i think wandavision of all the kind of new projects well, maybe not all of them but all the ones that we knew were coming out either in 2020 or 2021 i don't think I think it had the least hype and the least like people were, you know, not as excited about it. And so the, yeah. it's delivered so strongly that it's like, you know, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is next is the one I probably want to watch the most. And like, yeah, definitely. It's like, wow, if, if it's better than Wanda, the WandaVision, like that's going to be, that's going to be amazing if they can mm -hmm. top WandaVision. So, but given the fact that WandaVision, like you said, didn't really have all that hype or, you know, right. the following it's, you know, I think a lot of people had a lot of questions, of course, like, well, how are they going to make yeah. this when Vision is dead? Right. You know, how is, you know, it definitely raised a lot of questions and maybe piqued some people's interest. And yeah, it's all a mystery. It, but they do a good job to, to kind of hook you and then to reel you in. Right. So, yeah. you know, Kevin Feige and, and, you know, the people at Marvel are just, they're doing an outstanding job with what, they've been given you know the yeah. adaptations of these comics and yes obviously they have to tweak but it still makes sense like they're making it make sense it's coming yeah. together very well yeah yeah i'm i'm just i'm excited i mean i'm just Me excited. Too. <laughs> we're, in boat. we're in the same boat fortunately i have no water right now with my boat but, uh, you <laughs> i knew you were gonna say that yeah i knew you were gonna say that yeah so uh Brittany, we have just a couple other quick little items. Um, well, first off, what have you, I mean, you've had power the whole time. What have you been watching? Have you been watching anything lately that you want to highlight? God, as horrible as this is going to be, um, John actually was watching Justice League. Oh, well, that, that'll tie into <laughs> something else I was going to mention. Go ahead. God. Yeah, no. So um, like I said earlier, you know, our internet has kind of been spotty. Um, so not being able to access Disney plus or like voodoo or things like that, you know, you go back to old school, old school ways. So we have the Blu-ray yeah. and he's been watching it. I'm just like, this is just a terrible, terrible movie. Right. Um, but in reality, I really haven't been watching a whole lot. I've actually been crafting. Um, Justin, yeah. you, you know, I, I enjoy crafting. I'm a, yeah. everyone You're very good at it. Well, thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Um, I've been crafting uh, Harry Potter themed ornaments. Uh, it's been going very well. And because obviously, you know, with work, um, we're not working because of inclement weather. Um, school for me has also been pushed back for about a week, which is yeah. nice. So just taking that mental break and doing something I enjoy has been fun. So yeah, not much, not much TV watching or movie watching, uh, but we have my parents here, of course, and they've been you know, also uh, utilizing, you know, TV and whatnot. So, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'd rather be crafting. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, um, I would ask you the same question, but I know you've really been without. <laughs> no, I, but I have watched a few things and I wanted to point okay. out that uh, on last week's episode, Frank was 
was really like touting the show Titans, the DC uh, universe, which is now on HBO Max show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I checked it out. I've almost finished the first season. It's really good. I really enjoy it. That's good. Um, and then also there was another Marvel project that dropped last week on Disney plus it's called Marvel behind the mask. Mm-hmm. It's a little kind of mini documentary. I checked it out this morning. I thought it was pretty good. It's kind mm-hmm. of about the hero, like all the Marvel or not all the Marvel heroes, but some of the heroes kind of their backstory and how the, the character under the mask is more important than the mask, you know, where the Peter Parker or Steve Rogers, those people mm-hmm. are more important than Captain America and Spider-Man in a sense. So it's an entertaining watch. Um, okay. I'll have to check I, it out. It's, it's about an hour. And it, sh- it well, the thing I liked about it the most is it kind of shows kind of the history of, of the Marvel comics. It shows like the, the graphical history of it. And it's, nice. if for no other reason, you should just watch it to see how cool the comic stuff looks. Cause it's pretty, it's pretty cool to watch. So nice. So check that out. And then, um, transitioning from what you said that uh john's been watching um the first official story trailer for the snyder cut dropped on uh on <laughs> yeah. valentine's day i think it was it's sunday so yeah valentine's sunday um have you seen it no no okay <laughs> I, I didn't i didn't think so i i sent it to the group and i didn't no one really kind of had anything to say so I figured I was the only one, but I watched it and um, I, you know what, like, I think it's going to be better than the original. Obviously the original was a mess because it was different people's visions and it was, you know, kind of a Frankenstein of a movie, just kind of slapped together to put it out Chicken salad, chicken salad. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, But chicken salad's good though. Uh, So so. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people like chicken salad. Um, but the thing about the movie or the thing about the trailer is the big talking point is the fact that we see black, we see Superman in the black suit. Everybody's mm-hmm. freaking out. Cause you know, the, I mean, it's cool, but like, it's also one of the things that I hate about Superman and I'm, and I'm a big Superman fan, but I hate that like the people who have tried to bring Superman to the big screen and to different adaptations, it's like they, they don't totally get the character. And so what they do is like, well, Superman's not cool. He's a boy scout. So let's make him cool by, we'll give him a black suit. Then he's dark like Batman. And he goes, you know, I am vengeance. Right. (laughs) And you know, like in the comics, Superman died in the nineties. And when he came back, he was wearing the black suit. So I understand that. Mm -hmm. Um, And the few, uh, the few things in the trailer where they show him and it looks cool. I mean, I'm going to watch the movie. Like I said, I think it'll be better than the original. That's not a high bar to clear though. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, still, it's going to be a four hour movie. And so that's going to be a, that's going to be hard to get through. I think. Um, mm-hmm. No, but pass. I, I do want to point out, like I've been pretty positive with this, with this trailer. Cause I, I actually enjoyed it, but the music was rough. The music was like, it was like, taking itself way too seriously like like <laughs> epic hyped up level of movie and it's like this movie is not that like this movie is not like <laughs> the avengers because i mean it was it was a commercial failure i mean the other movies yeah. were failures that's the reason why he was taken off that movie so <laughs> um, but i'm looking forward to it i still want to see it i'll give it a chance like you know i hope it's good and i hope i'm wrong 
honestly. Because, like, I don't want to waste four hours of my life hate watching something. I'd rather enjoy it. So um, I'm looking I, forward I, to watching it. I've seen you in your hate kind of yeah. watching oh, like, environment. It's not good. <laughs> no, no. But I don't prefer to hate watch. I like to, if I'm going to watch something, I hope I want to like it. So, um, no, for sure. So, I'm going to give the Snyder Cut a shot on March 18th when it drops. So, okay. um, yeah. there is something so, I wanted to quickly kind of just address. I don't know if we want to really dive into it, but the day that we um, recorded our last watchers, um, there was some big news that dropped that evening in the fashion of someone being let go from a very big production um, called The Mandalorian. Okay. So Gina, uh, Gina Carano, who yeah. um, was a Cara Dune in The Mandalorian, was uh, released, um, was fired by Lucasfilms um, for her personal tweets. Um, again, not going to go really into it. Just to quickly ask, do you think it was the right call? Um, I think that, you know, in this country, you know, we have free speech, right? Sure. But you, you can't say just anything, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, you can say almost anything, but then there's also repercussions for what you say. Mm -hmm. And she works for, you know, by working for Star Wars and Disney, like you work for one of the biggest corporations in the world. And her comments were, I mean, they're just stupid, honestly. Like what she said is really dumb. Out of line. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, like I don't really understand her point because it's it was it was really dumb, and she basically got herself fired. So I don't really yeah. I don't have any remorse. I don't feel bad for her. I mean, um, I you know I I don't think she's a very good actress personally. I don't think it's a huge loss. I, I really don't like. I don't no, like I'm not that show. The Mandalorian it's not that great, honestly. Like it's, yeah. I mean, it had, it had one super cool moment and a couple other cool moments, but it's, you know, it kind of boring. And like, <laughs> I mean, she, she's not, I mean, she was a, she was a UFC fighter or, or you yeah. know, she was an MMA fighter Yeah. and she's transitioned to movies and she's been in Deadpool and she's done some cool stuff, but, and you know, maybe she'll get better, but her character is pretty wooden and maybe that's just her acting ability. And I don't, you know, yeah, I, I'm not gonna miss the character, and but and I don't feel sorry for her because like she kind of brought it on herself. Like, yeah, you have to be I, smart, I, you know. I, I feel that her character in the show would not make or break the show. Like, if the show decided to never include her to begin with, it it still would be the show that it is. Um, uh, and they could recast her, or they could just get rid of not. the character, and it won't exactly. matter either way. Yeah, exactly. I feel that, um, like you said, you know, they could either recast her or not, and and the show is going to continue either way. It's Star Wars, for God's sakes! I mean, you're talking about like one of the biggest franchises to ever, you know, exist. Yeah. Um. In in respect to obviously the the firing, um. I feel it was warranted because as you said, when you work for a corporation as, as large as Disney, you know, Lucasfilms, you know, whatever. Um, yes, we, everyone has right, the right to their freedom of speech, but that doesn't give you the freedom of no consequences. Right. So take it as you will. Um, if I were to go to my personal Facebook page or 
Twitter, Instagram and start ranting and saying things that were just hateful, horrible, you know, whatever. And some, you know, this day and age, you you know, everyone has their phone in their hand. They're going to screenshot it and send it to my employer and say, Hey, your, your employee is saying this is this, you know, well, this person, this person is representing the organization. Okay. And you say that you put your info out there saying like, Hey, I work here. Guess what? To protect themselves, they're going to drop you. Okay. I, I likened it. What happened to Gina Carano? I likened it to Johnny Depp. Different circumstances altogether, period. But Warner Brothers still decided to part ways with Johnny Depp, right? Because right. of what had happened with his trial, with Amber Heard, et cetera, et cetera. And Johnny respected it. He said, hey, I get it. I get where you're coming from. However, this isn't over. Like, I'm going to fight this. I'm going to prove that, blah, 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 blah. Right. But he still took the firing, you know, and and took the high road, if you will. For Gina's reactions about what's been going on and, and what have you, I, I think I saw someone comment about it saying, like, this is obviously someone who has never been held accountable for anything. And the fact that she got called out for her comments, you know, it's, I, I have to agree with that. You know, yeah. we have the right to our freedom of speech, but we it's not the same as you're not going to have any consequences or repercussions as you said. I mean, that's just life, you know, that's just life. Yeah. Everybody's got a boss. And, you know, if you work for the mouse, you have to play under the mouse's rule. I mean, that's just, that's just the way it goes. Exactly. Well, you know, she supposedly got picked up by someone. They're going to cast her as a star of a movie called abhorrent because Lucasfilms made the statement saying that she made some abhorrent remarks and they're gonna take that and run with it you know all right whatever yeah, you know good luck yeah go on with your, you know go on with your bad self like yeah you know the fact of the matter is no one ever in this lifetime is ever going to agree on every single topic or every single policy blah 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 um ultimately just be a decent human being don't be a shithead you know don't try to say that your your life or political atmosphere or, or whatever is likened to that of something that you've actually never experienced such as the holocaust like right. my uncle who was actually in the holocaust would be turning in his grave if if he heard someone today saying oh my my life is like that of those who went through the holocaust fuck you yeah. <laughs> ultimately yeah. you know you don't know. You have no idea what. And there's also a level of like, you know, the rock used to always say when he's a wrestler, know your damn role. And that's Thank where you. it's like, Gina Corona, know your Because like, okay, uh, you know, spoiler alert, life is not fair, right? Certain people can do certain things and others can't, right? If you're Gina Corona, if you're the, what, fourth or third, fifth lead on that show, like, you're just not as important as... Yeah the star of the show like you Which gotta, gotta know your, right you've got to know your place in the world and that you can't get away with certain things you know so yeah. this has nothing to said. do this has yeah. nothing to do with like her race or her sex or you know whatever oriented it has nothing I mean, to do what with is her race I, I, is she I don't like, care 
I, well, I, don't I mean, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. If she is, you know, okay, that's adding fuel to many people's fires. But like, beside all that, like to to try to liken your, you know, strifes or your plight in the world, with, exactly, yeah. with something that you have no idea what that time was like. Right. It's a stretch, and it's a stretch that you're not going to win that argument. You're never going to win that argument. That's like that's like copping out. It, how I see it, like, oh, you're treating me like you know, like you know, just trash, you know, or whatever. It's it's a cop out. It's yeah, and that's the thing. Is like, I feel like I feel like she she brought all this all on her on herself. She did. Like, I don't and and like, you I don't have know to like deal what, with those consequences. You know. I guess it was cancel culture or whatever is that yeah. was what she was responding to. But I mean, everyone does the cancel culture thing. Remember like whenever just a, what a year or so ago, two years ago, whenever uh, Kaepernick had that big uh, Nike campaign, right. There were mm-hmm. people burning their Nikes or like oh. there was a guy who was like cutting the Nike symbol off his sock and he cut his like ankle or something. It's like, I mean, yeah, that's people, cancel culture too it's just like you're just can- yeah. you're canceling stuff i mean people do it both ways and yeah it, like it's said, crazy Regina it's Karate. like it, it's like you know okay just because you don't like something or it doesn't agree with your views or whatever right. you're gonna go to this extreme of i'm gonna burn my you know jersey because tom brady left you know the patriots to go to you know tampa right. bay and he still won a freaking you know super bowl yeah. like that's so like it's so dumb like why <laughs> you know i don't get it yeah i don't know yeah i don't get it either i think people get themselves in trouble on social media so often and this is obviously a case of that because she was i mean i think she was on twitter right she was on twitter yeah. or yeah, yeah. Or, or instagram one of the two yeah okay. well, it, it doesn't matter she was using her personal platforms right and yeah sure you, you know but just like anything you post something out on the internet for people to see yeah. you open that door People are going to walk on through and they're going to tell yeah. you what you think. And that's it. You know, that's yeah. just what it is. Yeah. Anyway, we'll just have to be smart. I mean, either, either be a good person or just be smart. And she was neither in this situation. So <laughs> Fair. good luck with her movie. I, I don't think it'll be as big as the Mandalorian, but maybe you know, I've been wrong before. So, Hey, we'll, well you know, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> she'll she'll she has supporters and you know cool whatever you know you've got people who are yeah. supporting you and and you know share your plight but um whatever. she could always go back to fighting if she wanted to i'm sure i'm sure they'd bring her back the ufc would bring her back so she won't go hungry gina Carano, <laughs> so. hey, she, um, she was looking I, thick she was looking pretty thick though so yeah i don't know maybe well I, thing is when she was a fighter i don't think she was that big because i don't think she was either there's, there's like weight classes and stuff like that and right right so so i don't know maybe she was like anyway. training for something or maybe she's doing bodybuilding i don't know but yeah she did look bigger in the second season like like muscular yeah she yeah she looked so, she looked like a thick girl yeah anyway. so anyway that about wraps it up for the for today's show um but before we leave uh, Brittany, how can people and i just i just decried social media but how can people find us on social media hey listen this is you know it, it's a topic it's obviously part of pop culture this is who we are you know we talk all things pop culture you know including sports and you know other things that are you know uh big right now obviously yeah. uh, we've talked election we've talked you know just 
you know, things that really matter to us, obviously. So we would love to hear your input, um, whether or not you agree or disagree with us. Let's just have an open dialogue. You know, we're not going to be here to say, hey, you better agree with me. You know, I'm going to shove my agenda down your throat. No, it's never going to be like that. We're just here to, you know, talk. And Yeah, but you better agree with me, though. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. God. I can, I can make so many comments, but I'm not going to. No, but anyway, um, yeah, so let's, you know, join us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can search the Watchers in the Basement. Um, we would love, once again, to have your input on what we discussed today with WandaVision, everything else that's going on in the world today, too. Um, you know, there's a lot going on, y'all, like just a lot. Um but hopefully this space here will kind of bring you some joy, um, maybe th- make you think things, you know, outside of the box, right? So again, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, don't forget to use the hashtag on Twitter, watch uh, Watcher's Basement if you want to tweet at us and let us know what you want us to review. And also don't forget to head over to YouTube where you can subscribe hit that notification bell to find out the latest uploads from us. And if you're not into video podcasts, that's cool. We are also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google, I can say it, Google Podcasts, uh, all thanks to anchor.fm, where they make it just super easy for us to uh, podcast because it's fun, you know, it's fun to do. So be sure to subscribe uh, to our audio podcast, give us a five-star rating, that'd be very helpful and tell others about us we'd appreciate it it's fun and free it's two of the the best f words there's, there's another one there's a couple other ones yeah. <laughs> those, yeah those are two of the good ones so yeah right yeah, before i get in trouble um so we're at the show up now so thanks Brittany. um hopefully next week we'll have the full crew back as we will discuss episode seven of wandavision uh but until then uh stay safe stay warm We will see you next week. Bye-bye.